Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Right, okay. Um, this is Filthy Shambles, and it's uh, season three. It's episode 20. I'm joined by Dan. Dan, how you doing, mate? Hello, mate. How you doing? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. It's been it's been a rough week for me. I've been... This is the first day that I've been, been able to talk properly, been able to talk. Uh, I've been unwell, night terrors, uh, <laughs> lack of sleep. <laughs> I'm not even joking, mate. Oh, really? I, 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 yeah, I've been some proper fighting demonic entities oh dear it's it's it, it, it's like i don't know if anyone has i don't know if you've ever suffered from sleep paralysis oh mate um, I've, i feel like i've experienced it once in my life and it is it is the most terrifying thing ever if, if yeah what i think a, i experienced is that it's like it's like a dreamscape where you think you're in bed and you're awake but you can't move and you're paralyzed but yeah. you're actually you're actually still dreaming but it's so vivid it's so lucid and real and and the fact that you can't move is the terrifying bit because you feel like there's something else in the room that's about to terrorize you. And um, it's interesting across the world, different religions, they see this as, as a completely different thing. I spoke to a Chinese guy once who said, oh, it's the spirits of dead relatives coming back to visit you. And then I, I spoke to this uh, extreme Christian who said it. Yeah, yeah, that's the devil, mate. He's trying to get inside you. I'm like, <laughs> well, that's a bit, you know, saucy. Um I had something in between that because I wasn't paralyzed. I could actually move about and I could jump up and I could, I could, I could move and I could shift. Mm. And you don't question your reality when this is happening. I kind of was as though, because I was like, this ain't right. And mm. yeah, there was this light and dark spirit entity, like something out of insidious. Okay. Now it was, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it happened like three or four times in, in a single night. And then the following night, um, I, I just had this deep, claustrophobia just i couldn't sleep it's been horrific man i don't know what it was i don't know what kind of flu cold yeah, sounds, you want to call sounds it. hectic well, I, hope, I hope you're on the mend i am on the mend i can talk um people might be happy to know i won't monologue for as long as i normally do so there's that that's a bonus for everyone <laughs> um so i feel really detached dan so like like usually like we record the day after the game and it you know it, we're still processing the performance good or bad saturday um i was actually fine on saturday i think i caught whatever this bug was from a, from a daytime party that i i attended um so i got to see the first half we started against wolves really well we're not going to go too deep into the analysis of, of the game because i think it's every, it's out of everyone's system by this point more or less I just want to know what the fuck happened in the second half because, like, one nil, you know, first half Wolves were coming back into it, and then I kept checking my phone when I was out, uh, checking my phone. I saw the equaliser, and I knew, I instantly knew all the luck that we've had this season, and and I say luck in in the grandest way possible because mm. we forced the winners. I had I had a gut feeling in that moment that that Wolves would turn us over the way we turned over a few, a few teams. So I wasn't mm. surprised when we lost two one, and I thought, you know what, you know, me being Mister Philosophical, I thought, okay, this is the bump. This is the bump we've been waiting for. The bump we've been expecting. 
but how how did you how did you see that second half going? I mean, what, was it avoidable, or is this just a, a consequence of the Chelsea implosion where we, we we literally lost nearly half a team? Sort of, because we we obviously were clearly missing key key players. Like I th- I think that I I don't know if we were massively suffering at the lack of like you know someone like a doggy for instance. Like, I thought Emerson actually done okay when he came in, but I right. definitely thought we were losing. You know, we were missing like the likes of Madison, like probably chiefly. Um, and then I think you know the two centre backs is it is what it is though. Like, I'm, I, and I think I think that that we we found ourselves in this nightmare scenario that we were kind of all worried about because of the lack of centre backs that we bought this season in the summer. That you lose two of them, which can easily happen. Which it happened in one game, one to a hamstring injury and the other one to a. Well, a stupid suspension in my eyes, um, and then now we find we find ourselves back with like you know Eric Dyer and, and Ben Davis, and I actually thought Ben Davis is in particular played really well. I mean, the, yeah. the, the TNT coverage they gave him the man of the match, for instance. Yeah, and I, so, I, I did see I did see that. Yeah, and I, and I thought it was just I thought we played really well. I was I was kind of like I thought I thought Dyer played okay as well. So it's kind so so the point I'm. I feel like I'm waffling, but the general no, kind no, of like no. thing is that, like, you know, I thought we'd done okay with what we had to, in, in truth, and I, and I, I expected it to be a tough game, full stop, just because Wolves have been playing well this season. They've been done over a few times by the officials. I think they're, well, I think statistically speaking, they're literally the most hard done by a team by VAR or the most screwed over by VAR. Um, Fair enough. In, in terms of like the the blunders that they've had, they had like the the Man United one earlier in the yep. season, their first game. Yeah, they had the two games in a row, which I can't remember who they were even against. Now, one was Sheffield United, and then there was another one where they give a, the same type of penalty against them, and neither of them are penalties. Where like the the guy's kind of gone in with his foot on VAR, they can see they've not made contact, but it's this bullshit rule about it not yeah. being obvious enough for it to be able to be turned over which is absolutely which is just nonsense because you can look at them and say well help the ref out because he's obviously given it because he thought it was contact and was a right. pen we, we can then just change can... it but like yeah that is what that is what it is i won't i won't go much further so no i, thought... I was just gonna say just quickly th- there's no point going into any detail over var these days because no, it just is what it is, isn't it? Like exactly, it's, it's going to keep. Shame. And, 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 and you're going to, I think you're going to get some, and you're going to lose some, which is kind of what we always knew deep down with this technology. And sometimes, mm. like you get, I just think that this season's been re- a really bad few months for them so far. Like they've been yeah. some, they're under obviously serious pressure right now. Whatever that means, do you know what I mean? Like I don't know what that actually means. Whether anything will really change, but you know, it is what it is. But. Yeah, the Wolves are no mugs, basically. They play good football. I like Gary O'Neill. I like how he comes across. I like the way he tries to make his teams play. I thought he was really unlucky to get basically sacked by Bournemouth or let go by Bournemouth, however you want to mm-hmm. look at it, when their new ownership came in. And um, I suppose they kind of felt... I think they've beaten City already this season as well, Wolves, at their ground. So they're no mugs yeah, at home, are. especially. But they've got a few decent players. And um, I think for them, they'll probably feel like that's their sort of like justice if you like that they've been turned over by you know by VAR or by the officials or whatever else in the Look, last few results and they've they played they played well though like do you know what I mean it, it weren't just that they got lucky like I've, I thought that largely they 
I do think that it was a game where whoever took their chances would just be the team that deserved it most in the end. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. like such an obvious thing to say, but you can have some games where you watch it and you're absolutely pummeling the other side. Maybe you don't even have any shots on target, but you can see yourself being all over them. They'll yeah. get a couple of shots, one on target or two on target, whatever, and score. then, then yeah. score. And, and, and that's kind of what it felt like, right? Um, they definitely had a lot more shots than us, though, as well. So, you know. Well, just a, just a couple of things. The first thing... Like the, this is what the the universe does with, with football. There's no such thing as karma. There's no such thing as you know. Co- it's just it is football. We're kicking the ball about, and and things happen. Mm. And they sometimes feel that they're going against you, but it's not the case. They go against everyone, and some uh, and and sometimes they don't. They go the opposite way. It's just the way it is. And we just like to make a lot of noise in between games because that's something to talk about. Uh, the reality is, you just have to take it. On the chin, which is, is something Postacoglu said a couple of times in, in pressers, in terms of not having to stress and worry about or, or argue in the moment with referees over decisions, because he cannot change it in that moment. And the the, the problems are so the, the, the problems are being engineered by humans. Do you know what I mean? The technology is mm. there, but it's the 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 engineering by humans, the processes. Uh, the, the 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 lack of um, well, there's 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 a there's a fear in, in in perhaps showing people up. There's a fear in perhaps correcting people. There's a fear in perhaps saying, "Well, no, actually, you're wrong. This is the right decision." And it's just, it's very very. Um, it just feels like it's in its infancy, and it's for a game that that is dependent on on, on it's millions of people and more than millions probably the world over who are dependent on these decisions and the clubs themselves. You know, we're talking about you know a billion pound industry, and we can't even police the game correctly. So at some point, you got to tap out of it because how many times can we have this conversation? We're having it again now, and my intention was not to talk about VAR. And this is <laughs> this is what happens. It just boils my piss, and so you know it is what it is. And I've got nothing against. Um, there's nothing controversial in the game anyway um, no. that I know of. So that that's fine. But I've got nothing about. I've got nothing against another team having a good day and playing and playing well and getting the result. We're not going to win every single game this season. It's just not going to happen. But I the think... question I. I Go did on, sorry, mate. No, I just I, let me say what. Just park what you're going to say. Um, what I want you to answer, though, is as we, I guess it's a two tier question, typically from me. Um, could we have done anything differently? Mm. And and is it true that in the second half we 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 went within us? We we played. I wouldn't say we played like Conte. I've not seen this with my eyes, so I'm just. I'm just trying to theorise here, but it sounds like from what other people have said that I've kind of picked up scraps from WhatsApp groups during the week that we just did not play on the front foot. Do you think that is more of a consequence of the fact that we didn't have the personnel? Um, And it ties back into, could we have done something differently? Because obviously, to really confuse you here, Mm. Uh, Postacoglu has been targeted with a little bit of, well, you, you, you've been a bit naive, mate. We can't just play swashbuck all the time. Mm. Sometimes we have to be a little bit reserved or a little bit clever, except especially when we don't have Madison and we're missing a number of, of, of other players. How would you un- unpack all that? Yeah, I, I, I suppose the the point about him, obviously, having a style that he wants to stick to, I think has been kind of blown out of proportion a little bit because I think that 
when you look back to the Chelsea game, that higher line that we played, we only went that higher when we went down to nine men. And I think it's because he basically thought that they're too stupid to figure out how to actually beat it. And for about 45 minutes of that half, or at least half an hour, they they, they, they just couldn't work it out, could they? So no, it very nearly... And, if yeah. it, and we we nearly scored three goals. And it nearly, so it nearly very... Be, it very nearly became a four-all game. Do you know what I mean? Which is crazy to say. Mm. Um, we've never been. We've never. We haven't played that high all season. That was just like an exaggeration of what we've been doing. So yeah, it was yeah, a bit exactly. of a freak occurrence. But I don't think. I think people then sort of like expected to see the exact same thing against Wolves, which, as I say, with eleven men, we just haven't done that all season. So I don't think it's a case of we purposely went within ourselves. I think it's a little bit of you, you're replacing two. You're two ball playing slightly quicker centre-backs with two players who, you know, they're not as quick, they're not as good on the ball, and ultimately they're not going to be able to play to the same effect that people like Romero and van der Ven can. Um, and ultimately they are going to be a bit nervous at the same time if they go up high and they're, they're then having to, to run back because they're not as quick. So they don't want to be get, getting caught out, obviously. Um, I don't think it was a case that we played within ourselves per se. I just think okay. that... I just think that we just didn't have the personnel to do much different than what we tried to do. I do think there was yeah. players who could have played better. Son, in particular, had a really okay. poor game. Like yep. everything, it's just one of them days. Everything he touched just didn't work. It didn't come off. Um, he lost the ball just. To, he just, you know, like those games. It was, it was a perfect game to like, you know, like that tagline of he just can't play with his back to goal. Like every time right, that he's okay. playing with his back to goal, like he, he, okay. he struggles to keep hold of it and loses it. It's, it's just, it was literally just one of them, right? Like it, every time he received it, he wasn't running onto a pass. He was, he was back to goal and he was just trying to find people. And I think he just gave a ball away a few too many times and it's just not his day ultimately. Um, and I think that we obviously didn't have, you know, Richarlison as an option on the bench because he's had his yep. surgery. So, yep. It, again, we won't see it, for a while. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, I think he's out, he's out for a month or something. So, and that's, that's you've just got to then accept that, right? And yeah. if he didn't think that Valise was going to be able to maybe come in and make make that difference, then, um, which I think would be fair enough. Like I don't, I don't think taking Son off of Valise when you're chasing a goal is the way to go. Or if you're looking for an extra goal, I think you want to leave Son on, don't you? Yeah. Um, I just think that. I think Brennan Johnson actually done an interview with Spurs after the game, and I, I do think that we started very fast, and then we just didn't seem to ever get back to that that sort of level of pace at any what other point in the game. What brilliant goal, by the way! What brilliant! That was so good. Uh, movement and, and finish. I mean, I thought we were going to smash Wolves after that. I thought yeah, we'd be done by half time, and it wouldn't it wouldn't matter, it wouldn't matter that I'd be missing the second half. But unfortunately, yeah, I mean, you're right. We we started fast and. And we 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 didn't keep up that, that that tempo. Look, in in my head, okay, and I'm sure you've got more to say about this as I interject. I just see these as growing pains. Yeah, and they're, they're obviously people are going to go. Well, how many times are we going to go through a transitional season? How long is it going to take when you've got the? Well, okay, let, let's let's collect all the variables here, and we we come back to the Chelsea implosion because I I, I we've not spoken about it. So I do have questions around that. I'm keen to know your your perceptions. Um, mm. But losing the players in the manner that we did, and then having to then go away to Wolves, tricky tricky place to go, and 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 you're looking at the squad, and suddenly you're thinking, bloody hell, we are. I wouldn't say bare bones, but we're, we, you can see that you can see how far we would be stretched across the season 
if these injuries and suspensions happened in a more organic manner. But obviously, Tottenham being Tottenham, we decide that it happens all on one fucking Monday night. And and suddenly, <laughs> it, 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 it like you said, it takes a fair bit to have to um, to kind of reshape yourself and re and rediscover your own spark when the team's completely different. You know, it's it's uh, it, I, I I follow NBA and my team, uh, uh, the Bucks, um, when they have their best three players, Giannis, Dame, and Middleton, when those three players are playing. We are five wins to one defeat in form, right? Mm. And 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 I said to T, it's the same with Tottenham, mate. When when our big eleven play, we're unbeaten. But you pluck out one one or two players, and it all falls apart, which is yeah, perfectly alone, alone, normal, right? Let alone four. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. But it's it's it we. See, I'm going off on one. I promise not to monologue, but but I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get everything in in five minutes when we've got like an hour to chat about this. But I guess what I'm saying is, from from a, from a philosophical perspective, had the season started the way everybody expected it to start, mm. which would have seen us maybe lose two or three games in those ten games, we wouldn't be moaning. We'd be a little bit more reserved and we'd be a little bit more grounded. But I think those opening ten games have done, you know, we're all intelligent. Most of us are, are intelligent Tottenham supporters, intelligent people, and yet we still get carried away. Even I've got carried away. Even I'm gutted that we've lost two. How dare we lose two games on the trot? You know, how, how dare... But at the end of the day, it's not how dare we. It's just, that's just the slap that we've we've had smacked across our face. Unfortunately, because of the freakness of that game in, in, in against Chelsea. And then... Not being able to recover enough in 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 the game that followed. I guess what I'm saying is, spoiler. I'm not panicked. I'm not even. I'm not even upset or angry. I'm disappointed in a couple of things, and I guess those are the 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 conversations we need to have. Um, I mean, after the Wolves game, what was your what was your emotion? Was it like fair enough, or did you think, for fuck's sake, we could have we could have done A, B, and C here? Um, a little bit of both. I, d- I did think that Wolves were deserved deserved winners, like so it makes it easier to take. Like I can I can sort of like I, c- I think I'd be more annoyed if I felt like we'd absolutely smashed them to bits and then and then got mugged at the end. Do you know what I mean? Which I didn't feel like that was the case. I felt like they had their chances throughout the game. Vicario didn't make loads of saves, but they had plenty of efforts and sort of pressure on our box, right? Um, and and I just thought that. Um, it was easier to sort of like take and get over when it got to that side of things because we, I could sit there and sort of see you know what why why certain things had happened. I mean, both the goals that we conceded were, despite one of them being basically a contender for goal of the season so far, like the the, the they're both like similar goals in the sense that they've they're, they're just passes between our two centre backs and one of and each of them has had a turn at losing their runner. And right. I honestly couldn't tell you if either of those goals would have been prevented had the personnel been different. But that's just, I suppose, one that you would have to kind of like, you just got to take it on the chin, isn't you? Like, you know, it's one that you'll just wonder about on, on that sense. Yeah, I mean, you can you can have your best 11 still have an off day. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like you said, Man City went there and lost. I mean, it's... I it's... think we would have won those, Spoo. If we'd have had everyone available, I think we would have won. Because I just think that we would have just had more. Like, we'd have had more of a threat down the left with a doggy. We would have, we would have been more solid defensively. 
we you know we've got more we would have had like mm. you know more more in terms of like the recovery pace and just quite simply the ability like Romero and Van der Ven are better footballers and better players than than Dyer and Davis. So it sounds basic, point. but when but when no. you get if, well, yeah, I mean if you, you if you take away four really good players and replace them with players who quite simply aren't as good, you, yeah, it's going to be really hard to get the same level of result or an yeah. output. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean. You know, the first 10 games, if anything, just proves how good we can be under Postacoglu when he's got a I think a, that's a good, what you should be excited about. Do you know what I mean? Players, that a good, a good we, team I of think, players, rather. Yeah, I think that what we should be excited about is how quickly we seem to gel as a team, how quickly we seem to buy into what it is Angie's looking for us to do. And we can look forward to more of that throughout the season. But until we get everyone fit again, it's just going to be a bit tough. And... I th- what, I, what I won't accept is anyone who wants to sit there and say, oh, but I can't accept that because this is what we should have been aware of and stuff. And it's like, well, I mean, that's, I mean, fair enough. If you want to go and get annoyed about that to that little sort of level of degree, fair enough. But like, I don't think anyone realistically thought that we were going to get rid of 10 players and bring 10 in because, because that's just not how football works. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, there's so many, there's so many places we can go with with this with this discussion because yeah, you I know, don't really want to talk about Levy or the window and stuff like that because we are where we, we might, are now. So I know, we just I know, need to get on with I know. It. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, mate, but we, I'm going to bring up, I'm going to bring it up later. I just, don't, <laughs> just have to deal with it. Um, but what, I, what I was going to say was I was going to ask you about Eric Dyer, so keep that parked and, and come All back right. to that. Um, but you're right when you do lose players. And especially when you lose four players, and okay, two or two injury, the the other two to, to suspensions. Um, I think Basuma misses the next game because he's he suspended. Does, yeah. Like you know, people say, "Well, we should have bought players in Jan in in the summer to be ready for." You know, your your net. The reality is, like Postacoglu's job was to come in, four year contract see what he's got to work with try and work things out post harry kane as well um he's done his, object- incredibly his objective well. wasn't to win the league in his first season I mean, exactly. fuck me, we were talking about the top six or something at one point i know like, and we that's we probably were... still the objective <laughs> definitely a hundred percent and obviously being spurs we have playfully playfully taken the good vibes right and and run with them because why not because we deserve to feel good about everything and the most important thing for me at the start of the season again, happy clappy, Claxon, was to feel like I belong to this football club again, or that the, the, the team belonged with me, that mm. there was a connection there. We've not had these really basic, these really basic connection points that we have just lost or ignored uh, or just completely unplugged from for the last four seasons and some. So, it, it, you know, people might go, well, that, you know, I don't care about it. What's that got to do with anything? Come back to me at the end of the season and, and show me the trophy cabinet. Well, okay, if you're going to be that type of person, and there's, there's plenty of them, then I can't relate to you. I don't know what you are. I don't know why you support Tottenham. There's nothing wrong with being ambitious. Ambitious. There's nothing wrong with being critical. There's nothing wrong with wanting to for the board mm. to do things and for, for them to prove that they they know what they're doing with Postacoglu because they ruin this for me. Then I might be outside the club shop protesting. Yeah, I, I, sure. I won't. I won't. But the 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 point being is this is a really good opportunity to build those foundations. Unfortunately, building foundations ain't fucking easy. Um, right. Just because football is is not easy to turn to turn a club like Spurs around 
especially from a culture perspective, it appears to to be easy at this point in time. But the the true test, the genuine test, comes in these types of moments. And at the moment, probably too much use of the word moment there. Um, at the moment, there we go again. I feel that it's just proving that we need another summer. We need more players. We need more yeah, quality. We need we need an alternative to Madison. And 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 if people think we should have bought two Madisons in the summer. Maybe, maybe that's a good criticism. Maybe we should have had an Eze. Maybe we should have had someone else there, or maybe it's just a process we have to deal with. I hate to look over the road to to the scumbags, but they persevered for three seasons with Arteta, and and at times, even though you could just about see what he was trying to do, it wasn't working, and they wanted him out, and then it clicked, and and that. For clubs like Spurs and and even Arsenal, who are who are rich but not comparable to certain other football clubs, that seems to be the way that you need to get things right. You need to be a little bit patient and believe in the people that are leading you. And I think that everybody does believe in Postecoglou. I don't think anyone is genuinely having uh, any doubts. Although I, I have Mate. spoken to people, I have spoken to people that are still moaning about the high line at Chelsea and... and Mate, pe- and... People, people one minute can't be applauded giving the, giving the team and the manager a standing ovation after a 4-1 defeat and then sort of like losing their shit and then after the one more, after a, another defeat after that. Do, do you get what I mean? Like what I've not been on Chelsea? Twitter, but so you, I don't but, know. But, so I don't know well, what's been going on. I don't on. even know. If, I, I think it's been a little bit like that in some in some sort of forums. Oh, okay. and I don't, uh, but not... not to, Jesus. It's certainly... Don't get me wrong. It is, it is the... Um, the minority. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it yeah, just, it just, it just, yeah. it, it, they then get like sort of. Um, you put a magnifying glass on those people, don't you? Because that's just what annoys you and <laughs> irritates you when you then. Mm-hmm. That's what catches your attention when you're on social media, or whatever. But it's just like, I just don't understand. Like that was an unprecedented situation, and that's put us in the shit for the next few games. So you just got to deal with it, and I don't understand like how people. Just don't don't feel like they should have to deal with it, you know. Like it's, it's 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 you can't control it, and it is what it is. It's all well and good saying we should have bought this and we should have bought that. We all fucking knew that in an ideal world we should have bought more, yeah. but we knew that we'd still had a good summer compared to what we've done in recent years, and we've been playing amazingly, genuinely amazingly. So, like, you know. Just, just, just sit, just sit in, just batten down the hatches and wait for people to get fit again. We'll still win some games here and there. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying we're going to lose every game now between now and when people are fit again or back from suspension. We can still win games without those players, but it, yeah, it's tough. It's the Premier League. Like these, t- yeah, exactly. we're up against some seriously good opposition, you know. So we'll be, we'll be all right. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I'm not. This isn't like I'm again. It might come across. I'm trying to police the way people deal with football because some people I mean, I'm do... probably doing that as well so maybe I need to look at myself but no but yeah. no no it's fine we're just having a conversation so it's fine but like you know some people might get frustrated and angry because that's how they they come to terms with with everything and and then they're deep down they know well actually this is this is exactly how I expected this season to go etc etc and then then you do have the people that theorize well what if and it becomes like a marvel Disney show like if we had done yeah. this this and this in the summer then we wouldn't be in the position now but you're like well what what if you had a game where you lost five players in one game 
should we have bought five exact replacements it, for it, it, so exactly. it, it, it's it, it none of it is really logical but then we're not logical but as, i as, but as i didn't come out of the, the but i didn't come out of the chelsea game thinking my gut reaction wasn't we should have done more in the summer like not for a second because I've accepted where we're at and I know that we'll still strengthen more as we go on. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But my reaction after the Chelsea and Wolves game was looking at what we could have done differently during the game. And like Chelsea, for instance, I just don't understand like what the mentality was of some of those players during that game. They managed to get through a North London derby without really any aggro, keeping their call. Cool, and it was just two teams playing good football. And had we just basically gone into that with the same level of like, composure would have absolutely smashed Chelsea to bits so I was really disappointed in some players like from that game particularly because I think that they let the team down okay um, let's st- let's stick with that yeah. or we can we can jump around there's no there's no running order there's no structure this is filthy shambles after all what what did what did disappoint you from that that Chelsea game I came away gutted like because it's Chelsea right because I thought it was a mm. missed opportunity based on how we started and if if Son, you know, game of margins, game of inches, game of millimeters, and and and, and red lines. If we were two 0 up, I think we would have gone on to score four. I think it would have been a very comfortable, Agreed. yeah, and literally. it would have been a completely. People would have started saying, "Oh, Spurs might win the league now," and it would have been, it would have been even higher up on that roller coaster before the massive dip. But it would have been fucking orgasmic. It would have been incredible. Didn't play out like that. Um, why? Do you think they lost it? Because the way I saw it from the South Stand is we were inviting, and I spoke about this, I think, with Adam on the last pod. We were inviting them. Uh, just, just. It did feel um, like that, didn't it? And it was yeah. a bit weird because, I mean, I'm probably rewriting history a little bit here, but from memory, I just feel like it turned us from that a doggy two-footed challenge. Like just mm. some, it, it just got everyone fired up more than perhaps we needed it to be. I get that it's a derby and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? But I just didn't really understand the necessity to go in with a challenge like that when you could have just won it cleanly yourself anyway. Do you know what I mean? And then that gets their backs up. Then you just know what it's like in these situations. I find that if you get teams like Chelsea, like regardless of their form at the moment, if you get them fired up, they're going to want to play well against Spurs and against us. And some of their better players started to like, play a little bit didn't they and it's like putting us under pressure and um i'm not look i'm not just going to say oh if he he shouldn't have done it because he pissed them off do you know what i mean like that's trivial but my point is is that i felt like that was a bit of a a moment and then after that romero then started to he won the ball high up the field and then he went and barged tiago silver in the back which was a foul the foul wasn't given because their goalkeeper was in possession of the ball tiago silver then does the same thing to romero and then the ref doesn't give a foul for that one, which I thought was the mistake. He should have given the foul there because they're both fouls, but he's let them both get away with it kind of thing. He's then kicked out, shouldn't have kicked out. And it, he's, then his head is gone by that point. And yeah. it was what what happened after that was always going to happen because his head had just completely he, gone. He, like he wanted to do someone. He let himself down. I mean, there's an interesting debate, or not debate, conversation, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I think some players just have this in them, and it might be that Romero has to contain this in every single game because that's just the that's just well, yeah. who he is, right? And every now and again, I think every 18 games at this rate, 
he 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 does something like this, which is obviously in this instance is a pretty major fuck up because you know we arguably lose the game off the back of what happened and 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 the, the kind of the emotional imbalance um, that that occurred. I thought there were you know. I thought there was other players that went missing on, on the evening as well. I thought Basuma was incredibly quiet and not his usual self. Yeah, I think, I, I think I think that now that he's got that ban, like finally got the yellow card ban and won't have that hanging over his head when he comes back, I actually think he'll be fine now. Yeah. Because it's like he's I, I been playing so within too. himself anyway. Like yeah, just to not get, I, I was amazed he didn't get booked in that game when he had Colwell by the shirt at one point and was trying to push and shove him. I thought he's lucky not to get booked then. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um but I, I just felt really I could let I could I could forgive a doggy because he's twenty years old or nineteen years old or whatever he is. So it's like he'll learn. He was desperate to try and win the ball. It was stupid, but he'll learn. Do you know what I mean? Like I can sort of forgive him some. Romero, I just I just don't get him at times. He's an amazing player and he's been a linchpin for us this season in some ways as well, right? But I just cannot like fathom why you would allow yourself to do that when you've already been, we've already played our toughest game of the season, which is Arsenal away and you was fine. Why the fuck did he then have to just like go and just lose his shit in a game that should have been easy? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, it's ain't a good Chelsea no, side. I do, of playing. It's, just, it's like that. The only, I was so much more gutted about the Chelsea result than the, the Wolves one purely just because we don't get to beat these cunts very often. And yeah. it was, they just were there for the taking. If you just keep your cool and play your football, you're yeah. a better football team than them. And I think you're right in that we shouldn't have we shouldn't have played the game in the like. I think I, I think there was a bit too much respect for the occasion. And I know I know it's impossible. They played the occasion and not the game. Yeah, That's my point exactly. And and I know sometimes it's, it's impossible to be that professional and that above what's happening around you with the noise and and, and all the other narratives. Pochettino back in the, you know you know in, in the the away end uh, dug dug out and the rest of it. But yeah, they're, they're, for whatever reason, we didn't calibrate ourselves. And I'd, maybe something was said on the pitch. Um, I, I, I don't I can't actually remember whether, it, whether the podcast was with. Adam or, or Ross, to be fair, um, or maybe it was with both of them. Fuck it, I was Ross, right, I Ross and Chris last week, wasn't it? Oh, was it Ross? Ro- there you go. You see, my, my head's spinning, mate. I, I can't hmm. recall, but yeah, there was look, two people on I, the podcast. He, look, I don't want to go completely over the top on him. I've said, I've know. said to you privately about Romero. Like do, like, do you know what I mean? What my thoughts were. I was really, I was really angry with, with him. And then when I saw, when we lost to Wolves, I honestly was like, I hope he fucking hates himself right now because it's just like you could, you could, you're that good that you could have made such a difference in that game. Yeah. Yep. But your weird fucking macho attitude in matches let has let us down. I don't care about letting yourself down. You've let us down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, look, I, just... I don't necessarily... I agree. He, you know, he, and he's proven since he's got the, the you know, kind of the vice-captain role uh, and the responsibility, he's changed. He's been brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's won the World Cup. Argentina isn't the distraction it was like last time out. Um, maybe again, you know, again, I'm just, it's just the way I'm built, right? Mm. I don't think there, there's, I don't, oh God, how deep do we want to go here? I don't think in life generally, when, when people go, you know, I made a mistake. It's like, no, you didn't. You just made a decision. Did you learn from what you did? 
and then did you repeat it or did you do something differently the next time? Because I think football is a little bit different only with only on that example. Mate, you're shitting on my philosophy a, here. But I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, <laughs> the only reason I think it's a little bit different is that you're talking about decisions in moments, like milliseconds and stuff like that. So I, that's the only reason I suppose, like, I can't... I don't know if I'm being too harsh. He's gone in. He's he's gone to do something in an instant, but it was just so stupid the way he did it that he was never mm. going to not get sent off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, when you look back to the battle, of the bridge. I don't know how we didn't get five red cards that night. Do you yeah, know that what I'm was saying? well, that was Kattenberg's fault. He's spoken. We know why yeah. we didn't get five red cards because he basically. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's match fixing from his point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, He's just chosen not to give out red cards and openly admitted that he didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, that's just... There's a lot of strange strange decision-making that came out of that season um, from certain players and certain referees that I don't like to really look But these back are two it, games but... that, like, I don't look back on with pride. I don't look back at Battle of the Bridge with pride. Again, I look at us and think that we fucking just, like... You know, like, when people say bottled it and stuff like that, I just... Yeah. that 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 That's the sort of... It's, it's when we do things like that. I don't think losing a game of football means you bottled it, or do you get what I'm saying? Or if you didn't yeah. win it, yeah, 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 yeah. Because everyone has the right to win, lose, or draw football games. But when when we sort of seem to have a, some sort of mental collapse in a game like that, that's where I would sit there and say, "Yeah, you've bottled that." Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you've not mm-hmm. kept your call cool when you decided to just fall. You went, "Fuck it, I'm just going to do this," and that's kind of what a few of those players did. So yeah. that's more of a bottle than anything of like. I'd, losing it, it, to a big team and stuff like that like it is what it's, it is it's probably deserving of, of, of its own special pod, podcast episode to be fair but I fucking love what we did at the Battle of the Bridge I think the title was gone and we knew it and we, then we just decided to just beat them up because we've been bullied by some of these teams for so long and mm. yes it, I, 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 at the same time I mean it's a it's a paradox I do agree that there's better ways of going about your business like i.e. winning and irritating the team by scoring, and you know, it's 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 funny when you look back at that game. I've seen people talk about how we lost it, and it's like, well, it finished two two, right? But the fact that we we associate it with a defeat tells you the story of. It's just what because it everyone else tells you that Chelsea beat Chelsea got a, got an equaliser that meant we didn't then we was never going to go and win league. the league anyway. No, I know, it I know. In it's, our hands. Stu- it's stupid. But, it's stupid. But that's just what everyone will tell you. So that's why yeah. it gets frustrating. Yeah. Um, so with Romero, just 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 to finish up, like just my opinion is that I rate the fuck out of him. Yep. I think he's a Rolls Royce player. But I've said it before in in in, in tweets and. I hate that I have to repeat jokes and, and, and whatever else, but you know, uh, sometimes you kind of run out of new content and you've got to rinse and repeat, but he's, he is like a Rolls Royce that now and again does donuts in Harlow uh, <laughs> supermarket car parks. And there is an element to him that's that's dangerous in, 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 in terms of unnecessarily so. And, and, and that was, that was one of the examples, but the whole, the whole, conversation around can we depend on him and you know just just on this this is this isn't an indirect by the way this is because i've seen a lot of people talk about this yeah romero came along almost immediately he's better than ledley king and then he starts going missing injured international duty and he's not reliable and then all of a sudden best defender center back we've ever had one game 
and now he's not reliable again. I think this is this is the part of uh, again. I'm being a hypocrite because I've just said earlier on process football the way you see fit. But yeah. I think you need to be a bit more consistent. Otherwise, all, all we're doing is we're shouting for attention in amongst ourselves. And there's, there's enough noise uh, that drowns out really good dialogue and really good debates and, and, and conversations that you really want to be having. Um, I hope Spurs, you know, behind closed doors are looking at this. Because if we're looking at data, then we're looking at the psychology of football. And we need to we need to ask the player. We need to ask Romero why what was it exactly and it could be that someone called his mum something and he just snapped and usually he wouldn't he'd just he'd just go in hard maybe not get even a yellow card he's done that a few times over the, over the course of the last season or so where he's just told the the striker or the forward this is what you're gonna have to deal with if you want to get past me and then they shut shop or he yeah. shut shop do you know what I mean and he and in that game it was volatile and 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 we were just naive not in the high line unfortunately just in in the heart and the mind and and for a play like that to let us down the way he did it definitely he deserves to to be questioned and i think we've done we've done all right doing that and it's just important yeah look do i'm not back I, I don't want to be a, look i don't want to sit here and say i've never once said i know i know you're not saying i have said this but i've never said like I'm done with him and all this kind of stuff. I'm just mm-hmm. fucking annoyed. At the, yeah, yeah, that's fine. It, do you know what I mean? And it's yeah, like, yeah, that's, 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 he's got four that's red cards in 75 matches. So every 18 odd games or whatever, we're going to lose that sounds him really three, bad. three games. That sounds you get bad. What I'm saying? Now that you, you you tallied it, because when it's like every 18 games, it doesn't sound that bad until you tally them up. And it's like, oh. Yeah, but for every 18 games, you get 100. a red card. You're missing either a game or three games for every yeah. red card, yeah. aren't you? So then you... you fucking it, transfer list the prick. Get, get like, but I just think look, he's just. He, I don't know. He doesn't. I don't know if he has to do anything. Maybe we just have. Maybe that's another thing that I've been telling myself that we've just got to live with it and accept that it is. Maybe it is just what he's like, and you've you've just got to. I thought he'd clean. I, I thought that maybe a leopard can't change its spots. I thought that he'd like cleaned up his act a bit this season because he'd been before that game he'd made like one foul or something stupid the whole season which is yeah. mental like he has been really good this season like really really good but he things happen for lit. a reason as well Dan I think that yeah he's not he Deadly might... King by the way he ain't he ain't better than Deadly King either that's one thing I will say <laughs> like, I've not, seen enough he's... of him to tell you he's yeah. not he's not better than Ledley it's not comparable I don't think I think the, these kind of when we pluck people out from different generations of, of, of football as well I, I just don't I just don't think it works I think they're they're both different types of players and, and King was one one I of mean, them could play centre-back left-back and central defensive midfield with no problem yeah King King, King was is a king I mean literally uh, amazing and, partnership by the way they would have been like they'd have been brilliant as a partnership because he always needed a destroyer next to him so yeah well it's a shame uh, that we kind of sat here, um, uh, Mickey. Mickey won't be back until January ish. Hopefully, him. Uh, absolute. You know, you talk about Ro- Rolls Royce players. He's been incredible. He's been a Ferrari. To be fair, he's just yeah. You know, we won't go into the VAR stop start Chelsea game, which which probably didn't help. It didn't help at all, did it? Um, but you know, it, it's gutting that you know you lose him. You lose Romero with a suspension. Um, then, then let's go back to Eric Dyer uh, just quickly before we move mm. on. How do you think he did? Because he's someone who, I, 
again, I'm not comfortable with the way some of our players just completely mug him off. And I know some people privately will be like, I don't fucking care. Uh, he's not good enough to play. And I'm only joking. And we're only doing a bit of banter. But mm. I think when that leaks out to the collective and, and, and then it's leaked out into the, 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 the crowd, you know, last season, uh, it happened with Dyer, with uh, Emerson. It happened with Hugo Lloris. You know, this kind of patronizing, condescending applause. Sanchez as well. Sarc- yeah. yeah, the sarc- sarcastic, which is, I know, we're not going to go into that. And I'm not going to moan about people again. It feels like I, I'm doing it every 10 minutes. But Look, I Dyer, get Dyer did Conte well, Dyer, Dyer did well. I'll, I'll just, okay, I'll just say that for I, you. That's what I want to Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he, he did well. Like, for... for for, for Eric Dyer, that was a good performance. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, oh, that's he, a backhanded compliment. There. No, but, but he's got a level. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah. he's, he's got a he's level. I don't ex- I don't ever want. I never expect him to come in because I thought he was brilliant. By the way, against Chelsea when he came on as well, like genuinely brilliant. Like he he came on and was being asked to do done, something done that he job, was probably yeah. so uncomfortable with, but he yeah. just got on with it. And I think I can only applaud someone like him, like Ben Davis, who. I think all of our players are like that at the moment, you know. Like they're just they're just doing what they're told, and that's all you can ask for. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. they're doing it to the best of their ability. His best isn't Romero or Randevenne's best, but but that he can't help that, and we can't expect him expect that of him. So we are where we are. We've just got to hope that he can continue to put in what I would call decent performances, and we've still got enough attacking players that can win us games. All right, perfect. We're gonna. We're going to continue the chat because we've still got a fair bit to get through. Um, so if you've been listening up to now, this part, well, everything you've listened to is free and available on your favourite podcast app. But the full episode is only available on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash spooky in purgatory. So go and sub and you get to listen to me and Dan continue talking. So thank you for listening up to this point and catch you on the next one.